praise the Lord. Keep on celebrating him. That song that uh, Lady Kelly sung, that was one of my favorites that, that my mom used to always sing on Sunday mornings and when she would uh, be prepared, you know, getting us prepared for church on Sunday morning, that's when church was a, a relevant, uh, a, an important part of today's of society. That's when no matter what you did on Saturday, no matter how late you was out on Saturday, no matter um, what time you got in, mm -hmm. you can come in and you can, being if you just got in the last 30 minutes, uh, you would get nothing, you were going to church. You see, the law said somewhere along the line that now that, you know, it doesn't matter um, about church no more. Uh, and when I say church, I mean, People coming together. Uh, we're not talking about the physical building. We're talking about people coming together, um, uplifting and, and you know, and, and um, encouraging one another. That's what church is all about. Coming to church doesn't mean that we come together just to see who's got on the best dress and who's got on a nice suit. What we'll color tie somebody got on? Um, back in the day, how big the hat was, and you know, and, you know, the purses and things like that. Church was coming together when times was, you know, you would come and you would hear a testimony of somebody who'd been through something that you were going through and how they made it through, which would encourage you. Um, church was, at that time, was a time when we would come together where there was a song that was sung, like this song that was sung by Lady Kelly. And, uh, you know, I was sitting back and I was holding back tears because I was thinking about you know, those those days, those days when, you know, when, oh man, those days when, you know, it was just, it was a wonderful thing to wake up and, and, and knowing that uh, you would smell it like, you know, you would smell mom or, you know, or your grandmother, whoever it was, you know, they was cooking and, and you knew that, uh, you know, you could get a chance if you got there time enough. <laughs> <laughs> you get a chance to eat. If not, you're gonna get dressed and you out the door. <laughs> um, you know, there was a time when we used to wear as kids. It was called Sunday, your, your, your Sunday, uh, Sunday church clothes. You know, you put on your good shoes and good suit. <laughs> but you know, and, and, and I come to learn over the course of time, it's not. That's not. It doesn't really matter. Man looks on the outside, but the Lord looks at your heart. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, those were just, um, they were good times, but they were also along the lines of just what we were taught and tradition, so to speak, in a sense. So, so how do we bring this up to the 21st of going into the 22nd century? It's about relationship. It's about relationship with the Lord, you know, and um, it's about knowing who He is in your life. He, not letting your past determine what your future is going to be. Not letting your past determine that what your today is going to be. Because you really, there's, I always say this, there's only one day that you can control that is today. You can't go back and change yesterday. You definitely can't change tomorrow because you ain't been there yet. So uh, uh, it be by God's grace that you make it to tomorrow. Uh, so... I just, um, you know, as I was sitting there and I was listening to that song and it, it just brought back 
wonderful memories and it, it reminded me why I'm up here this morning. It reminded me of why you're here today. It reminded me of that nobody asked us to be perfect. He said, just come to me. And bring all your weight and all your burdens and all those things that's laid on your shoulders and leave them at the foot of where Jesus is. And don't pick them up and take them with you. Uh, when you get up, get up free knowing that God's plan and purpose for you. And, um, and um, he has an intention in your life. Um, and so um, I, want, I want to take this opportunity um, um, to say, first of all, say welcome um, to this morning's service, True Faith Worship Ministry family. Welcome. Amen. Amen. Uh, I want to say welcome to those who are following us online at True Faith, True Faith Worship Ministry online. Uh, we say welcome and we love you and God, God bless you. I want to say welcome to, first and foremost, I should have said that first, to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, whose presence is always with us no matter where we go. Mm -hmm. So but sometimes we just need, need to make sure that we don't let him pass us by. I want to get to what we're almost going to get into my message. Let me back it up and pump the brakes just a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, put it in neutral. But just let, let me back it up a little bit. You know, when I was growing up, they used to be, they used to, they used to call it H-Column. The first car I had, I drove, was called H-Column. That's what the gear shift was on the column. And it was just, it was called H-Column because you had up, down, down, down. <laughs> and you had to hit the clutches. And you didn't hear that, but you had <laughs> <laughs> Right, you tearing up all kind of gear. <laughs> and if somebody was teaching you, they'd tell me, go, Get out of there, watch the clutch. Get out of there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Get your bike. <laughs> but I want to say thank you. Uh, I want to say thank you. I want to say, uh, um, I want to take this opportunity too before I go any further to say on the behalf of the Walker and the families, uh, you know, uh, all the uh, prayers and the condolences uh, that were sent on behalf of the loss of a son and a grandson. Uh, we had a beautiful, this last couple of days, it was a beautiful tribute to uh, Xavier Surges and, and um, this beautiful children. And yesterday was a wonderful, beautiful uh, memorial service. Uh, so continue to keep the family up in prayer as they continue to feel, you know, the loss of a, of a loved one, especially a child, is something that you never get over. Uh, I can relate to that because I lost a daughter in 2008. So it's something that you never get over. You just learn to continue to move forward with it. Um, they always live in your heart and they live in your, in your mind and in your memories and stuff. So um, I want to say continue to pray, you know, and, um, for the entire family as, as they um, continue to uh, move forward in, in life. And um, we just we want to say thank you on behalf of um, the uh, Walker family and uh, first of all, Kelly and myself. And, you know, an entire family, the Doyle family, everybody. Everybody was just wonderful. Uh, it was just to see so many um, uh, young people there that loved him. This young man was loved. He was, he was respected. He was, you know, he was, he was, you know, just to see. Him. And we're talking adults were sharing this, not just teenagers. These were uh, young people. These were adults that were saying this. So we just want to say, you know, thank you. But, you know, and if you. Child, love your child, love on your children, love on them while you can, love on them while you can, because you never know, you know what I mean? Uh, 
you know, and, 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 and with that being said, you know, um, I have to, you know, this, this, this senseless killing of one another, young people killing young people, this has to stop. Um, this has to stop, you know, when kids are losing their life before they even turn 21, that's senseless. This has to stop. Um, if we want to make a change, change starts with you. Um, stop the violence. Let's, you know, let's, 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 let's do something. Let's, let's work together. Let's, and you know, and I want to say this and then I'm going to move on. Um, I recall when I was sitting this morning and I was kind of sharing with you, I said, you know, I recall the day when I was growing up where, uh, when situations were like this, when violence and things would happen on the, on the block and on the corner and stuff like that. Um, uh, back in the day when I was growing up, you know, this is only like 21, 22 years ago. <laughs> but, you know, the, uh, when stuff like it happened, man, that's when, this is when the church was the hub in the community. This is when the church was the center point in the community where you can come, you would have, the church was a hub where you can come in, uh, food banks was there, uh, medical attention was there. The church, was, the, at the time, church was a hub in the center. This is where meetings was held. Uh, even during the civil rights movement, the meetings was held in the church because that was a safe haven for during you know, those times. And even today, it's, uh, we just need to get that back. But, um, and that's when the men, strong men of God, the men that wasn't in, they would get together, they would meet at the church and they would, they would walk and they would start taking blocks back, block by block. They would, you know, when, when, when gangs, when that's when crack cocaine and all that stuff was coming, men would get out and walk those blocks and take those blocks back. I mean, we're talking about, they would take it block by block by block and they would take their community back. We don't see that nowadays. We're living in a different time where, you know, it's about other things and other things take priority more than human life. Um, I'm just saying this, that as men, we, we need to step up to, her, for the, to the potential that God has created us from, from day one. As well, you know, we relinquish some of the things that we should be doing. Um, and then we need to come together as a family, as a whole. You know, so I just wanted to kind of say this. So the church has become an essential hub again. The church needs to come in a central center point. Um, when I say the church, I'm not talking, I'm talking about the physical building, but also for us coming together. And we need to make that a priority in our lives. But Matthew 6, 33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and everything else will be added unto you. When you wake up in the morning, who do you seek? When you go to bed, when you're going through your lunchtime before you go to lunch, who are you seeking? When you're taking a break, if you're on the job, who are you seeking? When you lay down at night, who are you seeking? Always put the Lord first in your life. And all, anything else that you want, I guarantee you. And I said, I guarantee you. I don't know if y'all remember a young a gentleman, he's a, he's a Cajun cooker. And he used to always cook and he always say, I guarantee you. <laughs> he always had a little wine and his stuff too. It's going to make you feel all right. I guarantee <laughs> So this is what it says. If you put the Lord in your life, I guarantee you're going to be all right. So uh, with all that being said, you know, and, uh, I'm, I'm, feeling, uh, I'm feeling the presence of the Lord. You know, so that's the reason why I, I wanted to be kind of, you know, even though human, but I want to also be a little bit serious too because we're living in a serious time right now. We're living in a 
a time where we not only will be dealing with viruses and anger and upset and, and, and death and everything, we're living in a time when we need the Lord Jesus Christ more than ever. He needs to be the one, the hand that you need to hold on to, never let it go. No matter what you're going to do, you need to hold on to yeah. Never let it go. Don't let it pass you by. Don't let it pass you by. Um, I uh, promise you today, uh, shall I say it? No. <laughs> shall I say it? I won't be before you long. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Let me kind of go back. And don't forget the vote. <laughs> don't forget the vote. Um, and then I got one more message that I want to say. Uh, while we prepare, uh, one more announcement I just want to say. Um, but while we're doing it, if you would get your Bibles and your electronic devices and you would get it turned to Luke 24 chapter, we're going to start with verse um, 13. Because I have a lot I want to read in order to get... Um, the uh, message that I'm pointing, but I'm gonna have it up on the board for those of. Uh, but I want to say uh, thank you, Sister Sister Marie, for the announcements. Um, I also want to say uh, keep Evangelist Lisa in prayer. You know they're um, you know they're uh, enjoying their time together, so keep them up in prayer. Um, also, I want to say uh, I want to say thank you for everybody who supported us. Yes, we're we're I'm excited for our move. I'm excited. <laughs> And I want to say thank you to each and every one of you who supported us financially, supported us in prayer, and in your and in just everything. Because without you, we would not be able to make that move. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. And I'm, the Lord's going to do everything. I believe that the Lord is going to. In order for us to grow, He has to grow you. Mm-hmm. See, this ain't about me. It's about you. In order for True Faith Worship Ministry to grow, He has to grow you. He will bless you, but you have to be able to make yourself available for him to do that. You understand what I'm saying? Is it makes sense? So I just want to make sure that we understand. So I want to say thank you. We appreciate it um, from the bottom of my heart and, and Lady Kelly and, and for and just for you and John. Be expected to be blessed. Um, so as we uh, uh, I believe that's all I need to say. So let's go ahead and get into this. Let me let me um, um Go ahead and um, open up the prayer, then we're going to get into this message. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you first and foremost, Lord Jesus, for a, another day, Lord. We know that each day that we wake up is not guaranteed for us, Father, but it's thrown through your grace and mercy and through the faith and the love that we have in you, Lord. And we know that every day that we wake up, Lord, is for your purpose and your plan and your will to be done, Lord. Lord, I ask you right now, Lord Jesus, that in your precious name and in the presence of you, Lord, that as I humble myself to be used by you, Lord, let me become your mouthpiece, Lord. Let, let your thoughts become my thoughts, your words become my words, Lord, and your very heartbeat and everything that you do, Lord, that it's no longer me but you who are speaking and standing up here, Lord. I ask you to touch each and every person here, Lord, that, that is under the sound of my voice is on here personally and those who are online, Lord. Reach out and touch them where they are. Heal their bodies, touch their minds, give them peace, Father. As you continue to touch the families, Lord, and I uh, the Walker family who lost their loved ones, Lord, and, uh, and, and, and others, Lord, who lost their loved ones, Lord, continue to give the peace that only you can give them that surpasses all understanding, Lord. So, Lord, we come together today. Bless us, the surrounding ministries that are having services this morning, Lord. Let us continue to 
Pray for one another. Come together as a unit, Lord. Let your church become an essential hub again, Father. That, Lord, that we can that we can send a point that people can know that hope is not dead, but hope is still alive. So we thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 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 So, if you are tearing your Bible, if you got your Bible turning, I'm going to kind of read it from up here. So, uh, Matthew 24 chapter. Let me kind of give you a, a preview for this. Matthew, if you go back to 23 to the 23rd chapter, it deal, it's dealing with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So, uh, this is where, when you get into 24, this is where Jesus has done what he needed to do on the cross. He's been resurrected. These are by dealing with the two men who were walking to the road to Emmaus. And um, one gentleman named was Cleopas, and the, the Bible doesn't say the other gentleman name. So I'm going to say he was, you know, he was uh, somebody. <laughs> but, so Luke the 24th chapter, verse 13. And it reads, it's, uh, this is New King James Version, as you can see down at the bottom. Uh, so this is verses 13 to 21, then we're going to jump over. It says, Now behold, two of them were traveling that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. Now behold, two of them were traveling that same day to the village called, uh, oh. Yeah, it's double. It's double, okay. Maybe you got something you want me to say again. <laughs> oh, it is double. Okay. So anyway, I don't know why it's double, but we need to worry about that. And they talked together and all these things which had happened. And we keep on going. Verse 15 says, So it was that while they conversed and reasoned, that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. Now, if you notice, let me kind of say this, it says that they were talking that Jesus himself just kind of popped up. You know, he did like, you know, he used to do like, you used to watch that story, the witch, you know, yeah. Yeah. Jesus just popped up, just walking, he walking with him. Could you imagine that he walking, all of a sudden he just feeling you? Now most of you would probably turn around and be what's up, what's up, where it comes from? <laughs> but he goes on and says, first 16 said, but the eyes were restrained, were restrained, so they did not know him. Now there's a message in this. I'm going to get to that point. And he said to them, what kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk in your sad? Now previously, let me kind of go up. Uh, I didn't put the scriptures up there. They were basically talking about um, Jesus that at the time during the, the, the uh, crucifixion, Jesus was, um, you know, had told him that he was going to, he was going to die. He's on the cross and he's going to be raised in three days. So they were looking more of a messiah or something like that. They were looking more with their natural mind more than with their spiritual mind. And so Jesus, and you know, it's amazing. Here's a, here's a Christ up here talking about himself. What kind of conversation are you having? They don't even know that you're talking to the to faith themselves. They don't even know they're talking to the one that was on the cross themselves. Man, I would just, I don't know about y'all, I would love to have been back there to actually been in the physical presence of Jesus Christ. Now, we know it's going to happen when we, when it's all said and done, but I mean, to be back there, I don't know if I want to live back in that time, but there <laughs> <laughs> was a whole lot going on back in those days, but, but just to know this, I mean, I, I, I just can't, I, some things you said, but anyway, he says to them, what kind of conversation is that that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? Uh, in case you can get it again, let's suffer again. Suffer verse 18. <laughs> Then one, then the one whose name was Cleopas, you know, you always got one in the crowd, answered and said to him, 
Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem that have not known the things which have happened there in these days? Now you turn around and you tell them that to Christ. Look, you don't even know what happened to you. Because he didn't know at the time. And all did it. Okay. And he did it again. <laughs> and then he said to them, what things? So they said to him, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty indeed, and, and word before God and all the people. And 20 says, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. And 21 says, but we were hoping that if he was, that, I'm sorry, we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel Indeed, besides all of this, today is the third day since these things happened. Okay, and let me skip down. If you skip down to verse 25, we're going to go to 25, 32. Then he said to them, O foolish ones, okay, this is plain. Then he said to them, O foolish ones, slow apart, believe in all that the prophets have spoken. And ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and enter into his own glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures and the things concerning himself. Now let me kind of read that again. You notice that what he said? I don't know what to think. Uh, he said, and beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures of the things concerning himself. And then they drew near to the village where they were going, and he indicated that he would have gone further. And then they constrained him, which means they asked him to stop. They just kind of helped him to hold up for a minute. And saying, stay with us or abide with us, for it is towards the evening, and the day is far spirit. And he went in and stayed with them. Now it came to pass as he sat at the table with them that he took bread, blessed broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were open and they knew him and he vanished from their sight. And they said to one another, did not our heart burn within us while he talked to us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? I'm going to come to you from the thought of don't let Jesus pass you by. Don't let Jesus pass you by. When we go back and we look at that scripture and we saw that in there, here's the thing about it, that when I was going back and I was looking at that scripture and I was reviewing it, and um, um, we can turn it down a little bit. So, let turn it down a little bit. And um, as I was looking at the scripture and I was uh, looking at it, and you know the thing that stuck out to me is that it talked about relationship. You know, I talk about that all the time. They didn't know Christ until they invited him in and began to have a relationship with him. And this is what I'm saying, and I said, this is where we have to be. We can't let Jesus pass us by. Many times Christ has been there in front of us, but we let him pass us on by. And they notice, if you notice, the scripture said that, that did our heart burn. And he talked about the scriptures about himself. Now he wasn't talking about the New Testament because he is part of the New Testament. 
but he was talking about the Old Testament, everything from Moses, from Exodus, and all that. He talked to Bush, talked about him. Everything that you see in the Bible, just because it don't say Jesus, is always been about Jesus Christ. Just because it don't use his name, it doesn't mean that it was not about him. When you go about him, when you go back and look at it, his name is something about him is always somehow figured into that scripture. And so when we talked about it, don't let Jesus pass you by. And, and you know, how many of us, you know, we, 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 well, let me put it, let me start like this. Because right now we're living in a time, you know, we're probably, you know, many of us have had let, probably let Jesus pass us by. We let, we lost a blessing. We, we, we missed a wonderful blessing, a lesson, or a lesson that we needed to learn. Uh, a lot of times we let him pass us by because of distractions, pride, ego, or just plain old stubbornness. Just plain old stubbornness. I refuse to ask the Lord to come into our hearts and our minds because we might be afraid or ashamed of vitamin because we feel like our home is not worthy. Now when I talk about a home, I'm not talking about your physical home. I'm talking about your spiritual home, your mind, your emotion, your home that he comes in. He changes from the inside out. Um, and then we prepare to let them in. You know, so I like this when I was looking at this and they said, Christ, when he kind of slid on up with you, you know, everybody, you know, let's bring you, you know, you just walking, so you just say you're just walking and or you're just jogging, and, you know, like if right now with uh, Sister Tammy, Sister Marie, y'all running, y'all <laughs> doing your marathon, uh, what do you call it? The, the, the marathon running. All of a sudden, Christ just pops up. <laughs> hey, what's up with y'all? <laughs> what's going on? He's like, so, have you not heard? Yep. Like, <laughs> or, or you might just pick up a little pace. If you don't pick it up, we pick it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and so this is where you know. But could you just imagine? But he pops up and he said, "Hey, what's up? What's what's going on with y'all? Who y'all talking about?" So I can just imagine, you know, we, you know, as as men, we walk. Hey, man, you know, I don't know what you think, man. I don't know. I don't know. I, I heard that he's supposed to be the Messiah, man. I don't know. I, uh, he's supposed to rise up the third day, man. What happened? Man? I don't even see to do what do that. You know what I mean? And hear Christ went, "Well, hey, what y'all talking about?" You know, he said, "Oh, you know, have you not heard?" Man, where you been? <laughs> That's what they said. You know, where you been? Man, where you been today? Have you not heard what's going on? And then, you know, Jesus just talks to him. But it's a, the scripture goes on and said, Oh, you're a foolish of heart. Mm. Be a little faith. And he goes out and see that. When you get a chance, go back and look at it. it it's, it's a wonderful scripture. But I love this. As he was talking to him, he was talking about himself. And see, as people of God, sometimes we have to, the Lord is speaking to us, you know, he, if we don't stop him and ask him to come in, we'll miss something, we'll miss a blessing, we'll miss a lesson, we'll miss something that we need to give to, that he wants to give to us, to share with somebody else. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Can you, can you, is this making sense to anybody? Yeah. He said, and it's a beautiful thing to understand when the Lord is speaking to you. And, um, you know, sometimes, like I said, sometimes it's plain stubbornness and we just don't want to hear because we don't want to change. We don't want to hear. Or we think that my house is just too messy. You know, my, you know, my house is just too messy. Uh, you know, or you know, you ever have some times when you you have an unexpected guest and you, you got a chance to straighten up your house and all of a sudden, you know, you, you hear the doorbell or knock on the door and they say, who is it? You know, it's Jesus. Oh my God, we're trying to get 
clean up stuff, kicking stuff under the rug, <laughs> putting stuff in the microwave, hiding stuff in the refrigerator, <laughs> just hiding all kind of stuff, you know. So you didn't. So this is your spiritual house. A lot of times we be trying to do that when Christ is knocking at the door. We try to hide our fear. We try to hide our anger. We try uh-huh. to hide that stuff like He's not going to see that, you know, and all these things. And but this wonderful thing, um, Christ didn't ask you that. He didn't ask you to have your house clean. He didn't say, he said, let me in. That's what he said, don't, you know, don't, don't let him pass you by. Don't let him pass you by. Well, will Jesus pass you by? You know, so I, I thought about this and I'm like, you know, we, we those two men, when they was walking and they said, you know, hey, hold up, come on in. And I love it, but when you go back and look at that scripture, it says that when he came in, Jesus, you know, that's one thing, Jesus will break bread with you. He break bread. He loves to eat. He loves to eat. But he broke bread. And so that shows you how the power, the, the meaning of prayer, that we need to pray all the time. Prayer. Prayer. If Jesus is a wonderful example for us. Because every time he said he broke bread, he lifted up and he blessed it. And then they knew who he was. When you fight Christ's sin, you begin to develop a relationship. You begin to understand and know who he is in your life. You begin to understand that it's not always about you. It's about him. And what he can do through you and for you. And then when he gives you a gift, when he speaks to you, when you invite him in, he, he gives you enough to where you can share with somebody else. See, everything, he overloads you with, with whatever you need, the gifts and the blessings or whatever, so that you can be that example. Somebody needs to see an example, especially in today's time where everything is just going haywire. Somebody needs to be the example in the midst of darkness. And if you're nothing but that little flicker of light in the midst of darkness, that's enough light. That, that little flicker of candle. If this room was completely dark and there was nothing but a candle, you would know there would be no darkest around that circle where that light is. And if that's all you are, be that light. Be that light. Don't let the enemy put out your light. Don't let Jesus pass you by. And it's a beautiful thing because Jesus never asked us to repair our home first. He's never asked you that. He just said, he just said, invite me in. Just invite me in. And and he says that, Lo, you know, Rev, uh, I believe it's Revelation, the 20th chapter, 19th chapter, he says, Jesus said, um, Lo, I stand knocking at the door. If anyone will invite me in, I will come in, sup, eat with them. And in other words, he'll come and share the living word with you. He'll come and share the living word, the living word of God. This is a wonderful thing. When you invite Jesus in, you're inviting the, you're inviting the living word into your house. We have a, we, we can't say that we don't know him because we have an autobiography about him. It's called the Bible. When you pick up the Bible, you get to know him. You begin to invite him into your, to your, 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 your uh, emotion in the spiritual home. I know. But when we look at the word of God, if God sees what Jesus has, when we look at the word of God, when we look at the word, if God sees what Jesus has, what have kept, well, let me put it like this way. Think what would happen if those two men would not have left, would not have stopped the Lord and invited them in. Think about what would have happened. Yes, yes, trying to be a distraction. There's something, yes. Um, yes. So I thought about this and said, so what would what have happened 
if, if they had not stopped him and said, come on in. They would have missed a wonderful time to sit down with Jesus. Yes. I mean, in the physical, here we know we, we, we deal with him in, in, in the spiritual, but it's the physical. It's the physical, you know. They had a physical, they had one opportunity to physically, physically see and sit with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's a wonderful thing. I mean, I, I would really love to have been able to do that. I know that the Bible tells us that when we are when it's all sitting down, when we leave this earth and we get to our heavenly home, we will stand there and be with him. But to see him at that time, you know, mm -hmm. to, to be with him, to walk with the living, to, to walk with your promise, to, with the faith, and with everything, um, yeah, see, uh, with everything, I mean, that would have been a wonderful thing. Did I get that straight, man? <laughs> I thought it was, I can't hear it. Dishwasher. Yeah, oh, that's it. That's it. Lord, hear me trying to whisper. <laughs> <laughs> trying to tell me to shut up. I know everybody. No, 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 no. I was like, because I see that, I kept looking, I looked looking back, and I just went to a big, I said, turn the music. I said, I God is still good. Amen. 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 We figured out he's no more session. Now I'm going to keep on talking. That's right. That's right. Because I'm not going to let Jesus pass us by. He's not going to pass us by. So, um, <laughs> but when we invite Christ is, you know, and he's slowly, you know, and I love this because when we walk, when we walk with Christ, they were slowly walking. And Christ just appeared with him. And he didn't, you know, he could have made himself known to them right then and there, but he didn't. He wanted to see, and this is the thing about it. We have a choice as people of, of God to invite Christ in. That's a choice. He's not going to force his way. He's not going to come up to you, knock on the door and say, you know, like, you know, police or something or somebody, you know, you know, see that bang, 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 you know, kick the door in. I'm coming in. I'm going to change your life. That's not who he is. You have to invite him in. You have to invite him to come in and not allow him to, you know, allow him to change your life. And he'll, you know what? Don't worry about how messy your house is. Because he bring, he'll bring a guest with him that's called the Holy Spirit. And between him and the Holy Spirit, which is his DNA, he'll clean it up. He'll clean it up. He'll clean it up. Whatever's in, inside of you, he'll clean it up. He'll clean it up. And he'll make you be that light. People, you know, people will, um, I remember a testimony of, of uh, a mother, she's going home, uh, a mother of a church, she's going home to be with the Lord. And I remember when she said, when, you, when she first got saved, and she gave her life over to Christ, and, and uh, she used to be a regular at a, at a particular club and stuff. And I remember when we, um, she went on to share the testimony was that when she went into the club, and after she gave her life over to, over to Christ and everything. See, this is a wonderful thing about it. When you give your life over to Christ, you walk with a different anointing. There's something that fights mm -hmm. you. People can recognize it. You know, the old you is no longer there. There's a light. There's a 
something about you. People, your friends and your, your old, you know, your old, old friends can't figure out. And you say, you know, and somebody would say, you know, there's something different about you. I just can't put my finger on it. And then they get that sometimes this opportunity to open up and let you tell about them. Lord, Lord save Jesus Christ. But she went on to say that when she walked into the particular club and she went up to the bar where she'd been sitting, where she used to go for years and sat there. And she said the bartender and the people walked up that knew her said, you know what? I don't know why you're here, but you're not supposed to be here. Mm. And, she, and she got up and walked out and, didn't, and haven't been back since. Uh, you know, so, you know, I'm saying all that, and this is the same thing with me when the Lord delivered me from drinking and, uh, and stuff like that. I remember the last time I was in, I was in a club called Session 21, and I had been there for two hours before I realized I didn't need another drink. And they said, and that was for me because God had a different purpose and plan for me. Amen. So, you understand what I'm saying? So, um, what I'm saying, when you invite the Lord in, don't let him pass you by. When you invite him inside you, he'll change you from the inside out. But now look here, change. Now come on, here, here we go. Change don't come easy. Mm -mm. It will cause you to lose friends. It will cause you to lose family members. It will cause you to lose sometimes church folks who say it. And I said church folks. It will cause change don't come easy. It doesn't come when you say change comes easy, but it comes with a cost. Yeah. It comes with a cost. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Let me rephrase that. Change comes easy, but it comes with a cost. Are you willing? To allow the Lord to come in. Don't let him pass you by. Will you, are you willing to let him come in? Change you. And then willing to pay the cost. Sometimes we don't want to do that. This is a. That's just the image that I, I thought about. That's that's what I could find that I wanted to. Because I didn't want him to see. Uh, you know sometimes you see those images in Christ. And it looks like he's getting ready to go on stage. We <laughs> 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 had a concert. I'm thinking. They didn't live like that back in those days. <laughs> but this is kind of giving the image of what it was like with these two guys just walking. And, um, and then uh, Jesus is talking about him. He said, look here, giving them the scripture. This is, this is about me. Didn't y'all just read that? Didn't y'all read that? Oh, you slow heart, little faith. This is what it's talking about. So, you know, it's, it's amazing. When God comes in, don't let him pass you by. Don't let him pass you by. He'll give you peace. He'll give you peace. He'll give you peace. It's a word that will change you from the inside and will affect you how you look on the outside. And that's, again, that's what I love about the Lord. He, he'll never bogart his way into your life or into your heart, but he will always make himself available to you. Because he'll always make himself available to you. Nobody can ever say, I, I can't, the Lord don't want me. No, it's you to make that choice. Did you invite him in? Mm -hmm. Did you let him walk past your spiritual house? Did, you know, how many times have you allowed him to walk by when he wanted to bless you, when he wanted to make a difference in you? I mean, you're here today because, Lord, you invited him in, but you, and you, you said, Lord, use me. Use me, Lord. Use me for your will and your way. Some of us have allowed him to use us, and some of them he's going to use. Will you invite him in now? Don't just don't let him pass you by. Don't let him pass you by. And so, so what I've learned to know is that Jesus, to love him, it is to love him and develop an ever-growing relationship with him. And, and with him, and, and here we go, which will last a lifetime. You understand what I'm saying? Did you hear? That when you grow into an ever-loving relationship with him, it lasts a lifetime. It lasts a lifetime. It's just not a one-day thing. 
It don't happen just last week. He said, oh, last week I had a relationship with the Lord. Now this week I don't have one. He chose to do that. That's your choice. But Christ, he said, I come with you, and I'll be with you for long to the end until I come back and get you. He's always going to be there. So what he does, he, leaves, he deposits his uh, DNA within us. So it's an ever-growing uh, relationship that, that lasts a lifetime, not just for an hour. But when you invite him in, he never comes alone. He will always have company. And the company that he brings with you when you invite him in, for instance, and I'm almost through, is that Jesus will bring with him peace. Mm. He'll bring love. Yes. He'll bring forgiveness. He'll bring strength. He'll bring good health. Wait a minute. Prosperity. See, he'll bring prosperity. Lord, see, prosperity don't mean that every time you boom, I'm going to get, I'm going to become a millionaire. But prosperity means that you're doing better than you did yesterday. If you wake up and if you're able to eat tea, a cracker and water, you're doing all right. I know you want more than that. <laughs> but, but you understand what I'm saying. There's more to come. And he will empower you with wisdom and complete with understanding. His understanding is beyond yours understanding, our understanding. Sometimes the mom said, boy, you're trying to put that timber full of brain up against something and that, that doesn't even amount to nothing. You, know, you, can't, you can't figure God out. We need to quit trying to figure the Lord out. You can't figure him out. I don't care how long, you know, there's people say, I've been in the ministry for 45, 400 years. And you still can't figure the Lord out. How are you going to figure out somebody who created heaven and earth, spoke things into existence? How are you going to figure it out when he created you? That's what, that's what God said, kick out, uh, kick out of heaven. Trying to be like God. I will, I will, I will, sorry, I will. He said, oh yeah, you will get out, out of here. <laughs> that's what it and then Luke said that he was like lightning when he hit when he hit her. He just got kicked out. And Michael and and and, and, and even them said, "You got to go, bro." <laughs> <laughs> he got to go, bro. He got to go. You messing up. But if your house is filled with clutter, and sometimes we, you know, we, we, if your house is filled with clutter, that clutter can be fear, can be doubt, that clutter can be unforgiveness. He will allow a part of himself called the Holy Spirit of comforting. He will leave that with you to help you clear out that fear, that doubt, that misunderstanding, that unforgiveness. Uh, Lord knows I, I need that because uh, uh, can I just take a PSA moment? We got just allow me to have a PSA moment. I said, Lord, I thank you for my relationship with you. Cause on um, was it Friday? I think it was on Friday. It was a day. It was a day. I had people uh, coming at me left and right. Um, you know, a um, gentleman came up to me. He was just, I was trying to explain something to him, and he was not hearing me. And, uh, you know, and, and, I was, and I'm still trying to explain it. He was not hearing me. And I'm saying to myself, Lord, help me. Help me. Because <laughs> I want to reach in the air. I just want to pray for him. <laughs> you a Christian that could. <laughs> a tight Christian that could. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> I know if you don't get it, you'll get it later. <laughs> a spiritual Christian that could. You know, the WWF. <laughs> or the E, whatever, whatever the alphabet is. <laughs> but anyway. I said, so, you know, I said, but <laughs> Lord kept saying, you know, you still need to be that light. 
You still need to be that example. And I was like, oh, Lord, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough. Mm-hmm. It is a tough one. And I mean, some of us, you know, I mean, it, all of us can probably got a testimony, you know, an example that we can share where we Plenty have to, of them. <laughs> have to stay in the relationship with the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Had to remind the Lord, had to remind, had to remind us that who He is. Yes. In our life, and the Lord worked it out. So don't let don't let Jesus pass you by. Don't let Him pass you by. He'll be. He'll, he's always knocking at your door. He's always knocking at your door. He's always knocking. He's always been there with the like three. He need to stop. I know for those, I know. You don't know what I'm talking about. You'll get it later. But anyway, don't let Jesus pass you by. You'll need a comforter. You always will clean up your heart first. You never become perfect. Don't ever think that because you're fighting men now, you're going to be perfect and you're holier than thou. You know what I'm saying? There's some people who um, get into certain religious and tradition mindsets and think that everybody who don't do certain things a certain way is going to hell. Think if you don't dress a certain way or certain or, or, or believe in a certain way, you're going to hell. My thing is for this, is for this, and I'll share this with each and every one of you. Either you believe all of the Bible, or you don't believe it at all. Amen. You know what I'm saying? You believe from Genesis to Revelation. You can't just pick and choose what part of the Bible that you want to believe in and live by. You believe in all of it. The good part, the part that, that a step on your toes and make you feel bad. The, and, the good, and the other part that will make you uplift you. And the part that... that that, that convicts you when you're doing something wrong. You know what I'm saying? You believe in all of it, everything, from the from the baptism to the the speaking, whatever to the they, the Bible says in Acts, and speaking in other tongues. And you need to go in and we'll talk about that. Don't worry about Bible studies and and stuff like that. What did the Bible say? But I, I I'm, sometimes I get I get a little bit somewhat spiritually irritated when I hear people tell us, "Well, you need to be like this. You need to." You know, you're not teaching this and all that. Look, do you believe the Bible? Do you believe all of it? Mm. The Bible says you got to preach in season and out season. Yes. So sometimes you got to preach things that, that that's going to step on people's toes. You know, sometimes you got to say things that, that as long as it's biblically, they can go back and research and, and find it that it's not misquoted and taken out of context. That you got to preach the whole Bible, especially as pastors, as ministers, or, or people, even you as, as, as a representative of Christ and the kingdom of God. You know, when we do that, if you don't say what God has told you to say, but make sure that it's said correctly and according to what the word of God said. But don't be afraid to say it. Because there have been times when the Lord has continued to grow me up and I have, and he continued to, as I have invited him in, he's changing now. You know, I, there's some things I used to be hesitant to say. You know, when it comes to the Bible, you know, well, you know, this, this, and this. But if somebody misquoting it or taking it out of context, you got to correct it. But that's my job, it says, because, see, I'm held accountable for everything that I say to you. Everything that, that you take in, and, and you and, and that you take in, and it begins to change your life. I got to stand not only really accountable to the Lord for what I'm doing as, as myself, but I got to give an account for what, I, what I've been saying. 
for the handling of his word. The Bible tells us this, if anybody will add or take away from this, any plague that's in this is going to be added to him. I don't want all that. I don't want all that. You know what I mean? I, you know what I'm that's what the Bible said. The Bible wrote that. said if anybody add or take away from it, every plague that's in it will be added to I don't want that. So I'm going to try my best to do the best I can with what I got as God revealed it to me. You know what And I don't mind going back and say I was wrong. And, and correct me. Because everybody, nobody's got it perfect. You hear people, people say they can quote it from Genesis and Revelation. That don't matter, that don't mean nothing to me. What matters to me is how you live it. Yes. Living code said, how you living? <clears throat> how you living? In living code. <laughs> 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 but anyway, in the Bible. The Bible says how you live. Can you live what you're teaching? Can you live what you read? How when people see you, how will you be remembered? When you when you fight Christ, says, how will you be remembered? How will you be remembered? That's what you want to know. When people when people bury you, uh, or when when it's all said and done, you're trying to go home and meet with the Lord. How will they remember you? What will be said about you? Well, one thing, tell the truth. You know what I mean? Tell the truth. You know, uh, I was telling you know if I yeah you know Pastor Lonnie was all right, but he had his side too. <laughs> that wheel side. Yeah, he had that wheel side. Yeah, tell him to him. Don't you know, girls say, oh, he was just so nice. He was just funny. He was a wonderful man of God. He never did nothing wrong. Never said, yes, tell him to him. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he had, he had his moments. <laughs> See, but that's the thing about it. We got to be more transparent, too. Not too transparent that you want to let everybody know something. You want to put, put a weapon in somebody's hands and let it go back. Especially with. Um, some, you know, church folks, you, you can't be too transparent because they'll take what you said with them. Yes. And next thing you know, they'll twist it and add a couple more to it. All of a sudden, you was just a uh, alien. If that's a word. But <laughs> 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 well, let me go ahead and finish because I want to get out of here. So it says, he will clean you up, change how you think, speak, look at life, love, how you, how you encourage each other. And even with our imperfectness, will do what Psalms 51 and 10 says. This is what we have to say to the Lord sometimes when we invite him in. Lord, come in. Create me a clean heart, O Lord, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Did you hear what I just said? Mm -hmm. Create in me a clean heart and renew. Renew. And then say, make me, he said, renew. So Lord, when you invite him in, he will renew your heart. He will renew what's already in you. You don't have to have a new one. We'll take this one out. You know, we ain't talking about the physical heart, we're talking about your emotion or your spiritual heart. Don't go ahead and take your heart out. Don't go and tell me, oh, let, me, let, me take, let me take this heart. Don't do that. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> we're talking about your emotional heart, your physical, your spiritual heart. That spirit, he said steadfast. That steadfast spirit is a spirit that's going that's, that stands strong on the word of God. That stands strong, that's steadfast. You know, it's like I ain't gonna move. You, know, you can't push me. You're not going to change my faith. You're not going to move me away from the Lord. Like I said, if the enemy wanted to give me now, he's too late now. He should never let me get into a relationship with the Lord. He should never allow me to live. It's like he was trying, that's why he was trying to sush me. Shh, shh. That's why he was trying to sush me. <laughs> <laughs> <was> too late. <laughs> I started talking. <laughs> Psalms 101 and 2 says this. I will behave wisely in a perfect way. Oh, when will you Come to me. This is some, you know, this is David kind of speaking. 
and I will walk within my house a perfect heart. So basically what this is saying, there's nothing perfect. The only thing that's perfect is the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's the only perfect thing you're going to Never think that you're so perfect that you can't mess up. But I'm going to tell you, you're going to stub your toe. And everybody in here at one time stubbed their toe. And, and you didn't say Jesus. At least I didn't. <laughs> so when you stubbed that toe and it hit it hard, you got to go and repent. <laughs> and then remind you of words you thought you forgot about. <laughs> so when we invite, and I'm going to finish up here, when we, when we invite the Lord in and not allow him to pass us by, he will say this like in John 6.35. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. Did you, did you catch that? Yes. When you invite him in, he becomes the bread of life. When you invite him in, he said you would never hunger. He's not so much talking about the physical hunger, he's talking about the spiritual hunger. He's not talking about that because, you know, if it's a physical hunger, you know, he fed, he fed uh, 5,000 plus with two fish sandwiches. So he definitely take you, you take a, a burger king and make a bunch of burgers and you know, tell what you like. Mm -hmm. I'm a real man. <laughs> <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying? Yes. He said he'd become the bread of life. And you're never hungry and you're never thirst. The thirst is that spirit. You know, the thirst that you want, you, there's a thirst that you want. The thirst always should be, I want more of you, Lord. Give me more of you, Lord. No matter what I go through, give me more of you, Lord. When I'm feeling down, give me more of you, Lord. When I don't understand, give me more of you, Lord. When I'm angry, give me more of you, Lord. When I'm walking in forgiveness, unforgiveness, give me more of you, Lord. Take away from me. Take away the old me. I always say this, you gotta, sometimes you got to step out of self and step into the presence of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Step out of self and step into the presence of the Lord. Walk with him, talk with him. Be like these two men that was walking with him on the road to the mosque. Walk with him. Talk with him. Sometimes only two people that, if, if you know, we say this, the scripture says, when two or three are gathered together, there's the Lord to be in the midst of them. Sometimes that two will only be you and the Lord, and the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, when two or three, sometimes all you just need you and the Lord. And he'll be in the midst. He'll be that one that will give you and strengthen you when you need it. And um, so as I uh, prepared to close and I said, uh, you know, I kept my word. I, getting you out of here early. <laughs> No, I said, I'm, I'm working on this because here's the thing about it. And I, <laughs> and I don't want to see, this is what it takes, I don't want to take it over. But I, 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 the Lord the Lord was reminding me, sometimes you don't have to get up and say a whole lot to say something. Yes. You don't always have to, ex, you know what I mean? Ex Overexpress yourself. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Y'all know me, I'm, I'm, you know, I like humor. And, and I've never been one to shout until I get angry. But then it's a, a smooth shout. <laughs> but uh <laughs> so but see sometimes and I said and the Lord just saying during this time where 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 we're going through so much I you know when you when you over when you over in, in date somebody with a bunch of stuff 
they tend to shoot, shut you out. So it's better for you to leave with just something that you can take and remember and, and to keep it moving and share it, you know. So anyway, so I'm done. And when I'm done, um, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I just wanna say thank you uh, to the Worship Ministry family. Thank you for your, your support. Uh, because, and, and I, I say thank you because it's because of you we're able to move. I'm excited next Sunday we'll be in our new, our new uh, location. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, for those of us who found us online, if you'd like to support us, um, the information's been given. Every 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 dime nickel that you support, um, you know, it, it's it's uh, we appreciate it. Amen, amen. So um, continue to keep our prayers up. Continue to be safe. Um, um, Sister Maria uh, uh, already announced how we will be handling that. Um, more details in the bottom when we get set up and stuff. So we will be there July the 5th, which will be the first Sunday in uh, July. And I'm excited. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really good. It's really good. And worthy to be praised. I thank God that we didn't let Jesus pass us by. Yes. During this whole pandemic thing, yes. we did not let Jesus pass us by. And that's why I believe that we're being blessed and other churches in this city are going to be blessed. So as we uh, prepare for this, I'm going to go ahead and pray us out. Am I missing anything? I'm going to say anything. I guess not. All right. Just say, let's go. He's like, come on, Pastor. Keep the word. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you first and foremost, Lord Jesus, for allowing us to come together this evening, this afternoon. Lord, we come and we magnify you and we glorify you and we lift you up, Lord. We know that all things are under your control and all things are under your will, Lord. Lord, I ask you, Father, that everybody under the sound of my voice, which is your voice, Lord, at this particular time, Lord, that you would speak to their hearts, Lord, that they would not let you pass them by, Father, but invite you into their house, you know, and, Lord, that you would change them from the inside out, that they would be a better you, Lord. So, Lord, we just ask you to continue to bless this nation, bless this country, bless these, our, our local and our national um, house of worship and our ministries and body of Christ. And, Lord, as we prepare to leave this, but never the presence of you, Lord. Let us take a little portion of you always with us. Let us walk as the two members on the road to Mars. Let us hold on your hand and always walk with you, Lord. We just thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.